Hello and welcome. Uh, today we have with us Stefan and Sanji, obviously. Hi, Steph. Hello, Sanji. Hi, Ashwini. I think we made a triangle. <laughs> yes, we did. Very good. You guys are learning some math. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so today... I know maths, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah. So today, we are going to discuss uh, some more of sex education. Our favorite topic in the world. Yay. <laughs> and uh, today's topics are specifically pleasure, which is mm -hmm, topic, and raises eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and also men's sexual health, which I because guess two women know a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, so Stefan can give us some insight regarding men's sexual health, but. Uh, mm. Let's start with pleasure. So this is going to be a weird question, but do you guys have experience with pleasuring yourselves? So uh, much. Yes. Indeed. All right, great. I'm happy for you all. So, I mean, no worries if you don't want to say, just, you know, since you asked. Uh, sure, yeah. Again, like I have mentioned previously, I am not very comfortable with my body. So I am mm. actually very interested to know things that I might not know about, about my body and, uh, you know, males' bodies. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, actually, like to borrow a quote from a YouTuber that I follow, essentially everybody is different and everybody reacts differently. So. Yeah, sometimes people find things out at their own pace and uh, it's all good. Yeah, that's, that's very nice of you. Thank you so much. Mm, welcome. So, Sanji, do you have any thoughts on orgasms? I have a record, actually. Okay. Oh, do tell. 100 under two hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, okay, so I think this is specific to the female body with a vagina because I recently came to know that you can have females who do not have vaginas, um, but that is for another time. So uh, females with a vagina can experience multiple orgasms one after another or maybe simultaneously, whereas... One after another. One Not simultaneously. Right. Whereas men cannot do that. Nope. They have a 15 minutes recharge period or 20, 15 to 20. I see. Yeah. So the female body, I guess, is a little different that way. Very different. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess on the topic of multiple orgasms, like I imagine it could happen with guys, but purely based on my experiences and the experiences of a couple friends usually the way it works is uh just one and then usually five minutes to recharge give or take mm -hmm. I see. yeah although, fast recharge. 
Nice. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so going a bit into the technicalities of what pleasure exactly is, pleasure is sexually, pleasure is an orgasm. And an orgasm is a climax. And now I'm just saying words. Uh, so a climax is basically when your uh, body, when your glands, specifically the pituitary and your sexual uh, organ gland. So like basically whatever, some hormones from the pituitary and uh, your sexual hormones. So in men, that's uh, testosterone. And in women, that's primarily estrogen, but also testosterone. So a little bit of testosterone. Actually, the proportion varies from body to body. And you have some hormones being secreted by the pituitary as well, all of which cause uh, certain sensations in the body, which are but not limited to um, muscle contractions and, uh, you know, feelings of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have put it better myself. Yes, Sanchi is our resident expert on pleasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what an orgasm is. Uh, I was reading up on it and what I found out was that orgasms occur in four stages, which is arousal and then there is a plateau and then there is the orgasm and then there is return to normalcy after the orgasm an interesting thing is so there is a hormone called dopamine which is a, a happiness hormone basically it induces the feeling of happiness in you i don't know if it's a hormone actually it is I mean, it's, it's definitely a hormone, I think, because it's um it's a chemical produced in the brain or by the body, so it's, it's a hormone, I believe. Well, it's a neurotransmitter. Let's uh, go with neurotransmitter. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, basically, dopamine is what is released when you feel happy, and like say, uh, there is a certain center in the brain called the amygdala which is where dopamine is released and apparently the same thing happens if you're craving for food i mean craving for sex and craving for food both lead to release of dopamine so one would assume that when you climax or have an orgasm dopamine is going to reach its peak in your body but actually that does not happen what happens is after arousal as soon as after that, there is actually a dip in the levels of dopamine in your body, which is very interesting. So what they did is they did an experiment on rats where they kept a barrier between the female and the male rat. And when the male was aroused, it was easy to see uh, an increase in the levels of dopamine. And if the mate was allowed to mate with the female then the levels would go down but if a second female came into the picture then the levels would go back up which is interesting because that's because dopamine it, it's a misconception people have dopamine is it's the feeling of and dopamine creates that feeling of anticipation exactly. it happens with food as well exactly 
Yeah. On a uh, on a similar note, that does actually remind me of uh, one thing I read about in the papers that apparently, um, if you have a bar, if you have like a square of chocolate and you leave it on your tongue without sucking it or eating it or anything, then that stimulates just as much the same activity in your brain as if you were kissing someone. Yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I think I would Except prefer. <laughs> I yeah. think I I would prefer chocolate to kissing. I'm not sure. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, also dopamine is what is released when you exercise. So I was just having a look at the numbers and someone actually did this experiment to see if uh, exercise, because you know, there there is this thing about how sex burns a lot of calories. So someone did this experiment and found out that on average, sex burns more calories than walking for 30 minutes, but it definitely burns lesser calories than jogging for 30 minutes. Uh, Yep, that makes sense. So if you've missed your daily exercise routine, you know what to do. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a lockdown and you have no space to go and walk, you know what to do. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of pleasure, suppose you don't have a sexual partner, then there are other ways to pleasure yourself. Good old righty. Okay. Uh, Sorry if that was too poor taste. Uh, No. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, Steph, do you have anything to add to that? Um. I, not a huge amount, but uh, I guess on going on to the parts regarding like from arousal to plateau to the plateau to uh, correlating with the dip in dopamine. Uh, I believe that's because essentially because you or Sanchi said is because it's the anticipation, uh, like the anticipation of getting to do the thing is more exciting than when you're part way through doing it because when you're part way through doing it it's because oh you already know what's happening and this is happening so i guess going uh, going back to that and the rat it could be that the reason the second female coming in causing another spike is because it's another moment of oh i didn't know this was where it's gonna go and uh yeah that's my take away mm-hmm. well yeah. i know that this is the theory but uh i don't know if it translates in this in such a segmented way in practice i mean i can't really talk practice wise for um reasons because i haven't actually done it but um hmm. i mean I, I suppose less dopamine doesn't necessarily mean i mean obviously if you're doing it and you're still doing it then it's still a level of happiness so or, or it could or it could be more so that the dip is because when you finish then that is like another huge bump so it's sort of like the beginning parts and the ending parts are the highest just because they're so high, I guess. In my experience, I haven't ever felt a dip. Hmm. Sometimes dips, however, well, with myself on myself, but um, uh, it, however, a lot of things depend. Like if you do it a few times in a day for a few days every day, then 
you know, sometimes it can go a bit up and down all, all around, but uh, if you wait for a week or so, then it's usually pretty consistently high all the way. So I think yeah. it's safe to conclude that everyone has a very, very different response to the same kind of stimulus. Mm, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And everyone has their own thing, right? I mean, some people have feet fetish and some people have this different things that mm. turn yeah. on different people. Speaking of Why feet, was the first thing that came to your mind a foot fetish? Because I I'm was... From Tarantino? Because <laughs> he has a foot fetish. Ah, okay. Mm. Uh, no, it's because I was speaking to some friends yesterday and someone mentioned that uh, apparently the reason that people have a foot fetish is because, um, you know, every part of the body is linked to some, is basically mapped to some part of the brain. And yeah. the foot is mapped next to the genital area. Yep. Which is why feet fetish makes sense, apparently. Um, I do know of the history of the bug, bug bite fetish. So if you would like me to elaborate on this. What is a bug bite fetish? This is a new one. Go on, go yeah. on. I'm interested. Yeah. The world of fetish in general is just a big, beautiful rainbow of basically a massive sp spectrum from completely bland to insanely mind-destroying. This, this next one is more on the mind-destroying side. Essentially, uh, at one point in the 1800s, there's this... Um, uh, there's this homosexual man, or he, or he's closeted homosexual because back in those days it was illegal. And one day the boy's father found out, and so the father started beating the son, saying like, "Don't hang out with that boy again, or what, or else." And so one day this boy went out and he got an ice cream. And while he was eating his ice cream on the garden patio, he accidentally dropped it. And then a snail started to go over the ice cream. And then this boy, for some reason, had the thought, like, because he's so, he became so, basically, he had no other outlet to, of uh, venting his sexual frustrations, besides probably masturbating, but hard to get rid of. Essentially, the thought that crossed his mind was, hey, it, I bet it would feel really nice if that snail was on my penis. So essentially he started doing that and then he got a, and then that progressed into fire ants and that is essentially how the bug bite fetish came around because by wanting, by wanting a thing, you then do the next best thing to the point that eventually you start developing a taste for the other thing, uh, to put it. You're welcome for the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> who, said, who said they're going to be nightmares? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I was slightly freaked when my friend told me that story. So just. I kind say. of am. I, <laughs> I feel some sensations. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the lovely story. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah, so so people have different ways of um, pleasuring themselves and 
yeah, there's masturbation, there's sex toys. and But I do want to point out that at least in women, it is not true that all women find pleasure in sex. And uh, yeah, there, there was uh, this uh, study that was conducted in the United States and the sample range of the age of women varied from 18 to 94. But basically around 40% of the women said that they did not feel, they did not have an orgasm during intercourse. They needed clitoral stimulation. No, even with clitoral stimulation, they did not have an orgasm. Okay, so like no orgasm in uh, any because of sex, even with clitoral stimulation. Yes, there might have been orgasm due to other reasons, but definitely not due to intercourse or clitoral stimulation. So there are people who don't find pleasure with sex. Uh, there, is, there are also people who actually find sex painful and, you know, they have bleeding, which is why it is important to be very comfortable with your body and to not... And your partner. Yes, yes, to communicate with your partner and to not give in to things which you may find painful just because of peer pressure or society or anything. On that note, there's this other end of the spectrum where some people find a lot of get a lot of pleasure from sexual activity and i think that everyone should be allowed to explore in their own way like people shouldn't be demonized for wanting to have more sex or for wanting to have sex with more partners so that's the other end of the spectrum yeah yeah i don't know how it is for men i don't know if uh, they always feel pleasure my experiences and the experiences of friends like by and large it's usually easier for especially younger guys to feel pleasure uh during sex or self-pleasuring but uh at the same time there is always exceptions to the rule sometimes guys do have um sometimes guys have problems of of uh finishing too fast or sometimes also erectile dysfunction which usually happens with old age right it can be caused by um sometimes drug drug use or over drinking as well it's called whiskey dick there's a name for it oh damn wish i knew that uh thanks now you know <laughs> <laughs> the more you know da, 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 da. <laughs> so um i want to talk about sex toys mm, floor is yours okay basically Um, There are two different kinds of sex toys, Uh, not really two different kinds, but okay, let me just like go with irrespective of gender, let's go with the things that are there in sex toys. So you have vibrators, you have dildos, you have plugs, um, you have flashlights, and each of these in itself have bifurcations. The main function of a vibrator is, as the name suggests, to vibrate. Now this can be used for females on a clitoris inside you can there's some vibrators you can put inside like um different names of vibrators you have like small bullet vibrators a little big ones called um rabbit vibrators then yeah hatachi that was another black brand i just knew of (laughs) 
Okay. Not my experience. <laughs> okay. So, um, and then you sometimes have vibrators inside dildos and that'll, that's another dildo section. So yeah, back to vibrators. Um, and then you can use them on the clitoris. You can put them wherever you feel good. There are no limits to how sex toys can be used. And it's good to get creative with them. And I think it feels good for guys as well. But they they kind of feel a little weird having something vibrating on them. I don't know why. So those are vibrators. And then you have dildos. Now dildos come in a variety of materials. You have, pla you have silicone. You have glass. You have metal. Uh, a lot of these, um, like like metal can be used for, and glass can be used for temperature play, you know, like you heat it up, a little, like you get it a little warm, you use ice to cool it down. And again, dildos can be used in whatever way you want to. The obvious function of a dildo is to get inserted. Now you can insert it wherever you want to. You have different kinds of dildos. You have dildos for, you have like double-ended dildos, which, you know, two people can use uh, or you have sometimes have dildos that go into both the vaginal and anal opening and so that's dildos and flashlights Flash i think flashlights are also called pocket pussies for some reason they simulate a vagina so well i think you know what you can do with that my blood Does pressure has gone up and my ears would bleed if they could i don't know <laughs> i haven't even said anything that is not that would raise your blood pressure all right like i'm not even kidding i can feel my heart beating faster right now plugs so yes there are plugs and um they're mostly like they're mostly they are anal plugs so sometimes people like to put plugs because um the anus also has a lot of nerve endings and for men their prostate is also there like inside and that feels good for men and yeah so the thing with sex toys is again you know you, you can be creative with them and for women at least there are many 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 ways you can get pleasure from your body not just using your fingers or a specific kind of sex toy it's always good to experiment the thing with sex toys is that they have to be either used like the things that you're going to insert should be used with a condom uh, to minimize chances of infection and that you should not be sharing sex toys you should be cleaning them regularly and yeah so i but guess regularly, that's regularly meaning each and every time you use it you must definitely clean it after that and you must use different sets for different set of people yes and yeah Always use condoms on your sex toys, even if it feels weird. Yeah, and don't share them. That's weird. Don't share sex toys. Yeah, and also... I like, mean, unless it's like with your partner at the same time, but otherwise don't share. In, in general, I think because, it's, it's a bad idea to share sex toys. Well, I mean, technically, double-ended dildos is a form of sharing the sex toy, so... I mean, like, obviously, I'm not saying, like, don't put the one that you're using inside of someone inside yourself right after that. But by sharing, I meant like, uh, if they're designed for that or, right. or someone is using it while you're stimulating another area of the body, then that's right. I think that was a very nice comprehensive essay on sex toys. Very mm. good. I'm very proud of you, Sanchi.
Thank you, I'm biting my back. I'm very proud of myself for listening to that. Yes, this podcast was designed for that purpose. So yes, we are going to do that. Cool. Yeah, I want to talk about what we do with sex toys, masturbation. Now, masturbation does not necessarily need sex toys. You can use your hands or you can use other parts of your body. Or your imagination. Yeah, anything. So basically, masturbation is defined as uh, giving yourself sexual pleasure. That's Mm. about it. You can give yourself sexual pleasure in many different ways. So I, Steph, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the time men just masturbate using their hand, right? Uh, Yeah. Um, Is there anything else they use or do to Mm. masturbate to feel good? Sometimes, uh sometimes like a little water or some sort of lubricant can help with uh pleasuring that can that's really nice sometimes also in terms of general toys in terms of general toys for pleasure because the make similar to how women have a g-spot in the vagina because guys g-spots is located in the rear then you know they might then some guys might get pleasure from inserting things there and also for some people even the ears can be an erogenous zone as well so yeah lots of variety interesting i didn't know about the ears Mm -hmm. yeah um you didn't know that like in like for men or in general in the thing i briefly saw at one point it was in guys but uh now for like body with a vagina basically yeah to my knowledge um it's mostly been in guys but it can vary yeah women have many erogenous zones many can you define an erogenous zone please an erogenous zone is where on stimulation you receive sexual pleasure right so it's basically actually just a bunch of nerves in that area which end up transmitting things and releasing pleasure hormones in your brain yeah so ears are therefore women too and um the usual like we'll we'll start from the most uh, obvious ones so like the vagina is one then you have the clitoris um for some people the anus or the that region like ears as steph mentioned then um neck some people like Mm -hmm. their back touched some people like their butt touched some people like their feet touched it's it's a huge like i don't get how men cannot make women orgasm because there are so many different ways you can do that. Oh, and what am I forgetting? Yes, the breasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the reason, like, the stereotype of, like, guys not knowing how to please women coming from... I think it's honestly because some because some guys don't listen to their partner and they just go in thinking things that work with one person will work with every person, so... Yeah, like, it's a bit sad that some people don't take five seconds out their time to think about it a bit more, but... um... Basically, masturbation is when you stimulate any of your erogenous zones and you enjoy that feeling and you can or, like, you may or may not orgasm. But also, coming back to your point, uh, I don't think every erogenous zone is the same and as sensitive for everybody. For example my breasts need not be as sensitive as somebody else's, you know? So it's not necessary that I might feel pleasure with, um, I don't know what you do with breasts uh, to induce pleasure. I don't know, but uh, what I'm trying to say is that 
it's different sort of sensitivity for different people, right? Definitely. Like for yeah. some people, it is painful to touch. For some, it is pleasurable. And for some, they don't feel anything. Definitely. And that's true for each zone in the body. Yeah. So as a mathematician, Ashwini, what would you want to say about the permutation and combinations of this? How many can they be? Estimate. Give me your math estimate. I, how many zones did you say there are? Um, let's count. So you have, we'll go from ears, vagina, clitoris, anus, feet, hands, back, butt, eight. For a sample. Okay, eight, but at a given point of time, you can touch this with at most three. I mean, at most three zones can be activated, right? Uh, the assumption is we are using no toys. Yeah, two hands okay. and one penis. Mouth, called. okay. Go on. For the female. No, two hands, one mouth, one penis. So four. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Okay. Four. And Thank what you. was <laughs> what was your eight, question? Eight zones. Eight zones. Like what is the like what are the permutation and com like what is the uh, different amount of like okay. So eight zones, four things, right? Yes. So so you know it becomes like you you can use all four you cannot use all four and um, this is such a nice PNC question I like it yeah it's and basically eight choose one plus eight choose two plus eight choose three plus eight choose four okay well is it plus yeah I it guess it's it. plus yeah I don't see why it wouldn't be plus big of a number would that be so 420 56 28 and 8 512 so and that's just like like we didn't really actually map this out properly but even without that the 512 different ways to feel pleasure from your body yep interesting right this is like a maximum but yeah just kind of wish that there was not such a stigma towards masturbation you know mm, yeah i mean uh, although although i don't have anything against it i do think the main reason why is because uh is because some people see it as essentially baby killing <laughs> like uh like the whole uh, thing of how because when guys finish they released they release sperm and so some people usually yeah usually treat it as if oh like they're killing babies and that's just gross because no they are not babies because uh, at least in my opinion, cells are not sentient. So that's why, that, that's at least a part of why it's not that bad, in my opinion. They're not. I mean, you need a sperm and an egg to make a baby. And on top yeah. of that, you're, do these people not understand how biology works? I mean, the entire point of having testicles is to create more sperm and even if say you do not masturbate as young children are getting into puberty they experience as we discussed in our last episode nightfall so it is a natural process of expelling the sperm of your body from your body mm. yeah because your sperms so basically the difference between women and men in, in this respect is that a woman has a limited number of eggs in her body that are present in her body from when she is a zygote but a man will basically be producing new sperms every set interval. So, and they do need to release old sperm because 
yeah, you know why, because they get old. So Question. When we have our period, do we also give out eggs? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, we do shed, we do shed the egg. Yes. The ovary releases the egg before the period. When you have a period, you do lose that ovum. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a bodily function, right? We have no yes. control over it. That doesn't yeah. mean we are killing babies. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Same great. kind of argument for this. Right. So, Steph, you had some story you wanted to tell us, some mind-numbing thing. Uh, yes, regarding circumcision. So, uh, are either of you familiar with the David Reiner case? No. Uh, okay, essentially... Uh, way back when there was this um, there was this Jewish family in America, and uh, the and, uh, and his parents sent him sent the baby boy to get circumcised. However, one day they found out that the doctors did the smart idea of not using a knife, but instead they thought it would be bright to use a chemical uh, a chemical burning device essentially. And in doing that, they ended up chopping off the boy's thing, his uh, phallic regions. So, uh, so because they, uh, because the doctors accidentally cut it off, their, the parents' uh, idea of a workaround was to hire a psychologist called, I kid you not, his name is Dr. Money. And this uh and that and the idea was to have this doctor raise the boy as a girl to essentially trick him into thinking that he was a girl all along and um so essentially that led to uh, a bunch of very cringe worthy and traumatizing experiments of where the doctor would sometimes uh like sort of pressure and uh uh pressure and um i guess manipulate uh david reiner into thinking he's a girl and sort of uh uh sort of punishing or, or not punishing but um i i suppose passive aggressive um non condoning of whenever he started doing things that aren't ter- stereotypically feminine, like playing with uh, boys' action figures instead of like Barbie Barbie dolls and so so on. And essentially, it got to a point where one day in his in his early twenties, I believe, uh, the parents eventually came back to tell uh, to tell David Reiner the truth of what happened. And that really mentally scarred him. And literally partway during the making of a documentary, um, like uh, partway during the filming about this documentary of his life, in which he, he uh, David Reiner gave some interview, um, some inter- interview dialogue. He uh, he took his life because um, uh, because of the various hormones uh, being. Uh, being sort of uh, badly used within his body, that combined with um, the general sort of um, sort of stress of him for a long time, not uh, not being um, 
Well, I suppose um, I suppose being criticised at a lot of points for not being, yeah, essentially all of that trauma sort of built up and one day David Reiner killed himself. Do you know the, you know, there's this meme format of, um, like it's block memes where they show you a skeleton and then they show you some nerve activity and then the brain is like, uh, wowed. Okay. I'm oh yes. Um, I, like the one from the meme template. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yep, is what this story made me feel. Mm. Yeah. Like to be honest, same, same here. Mm-hmm. Did you just bing this? Sorry. No, I'm asking Ashwini, did you just bing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, um, right. Is it that unbelievable that you had to bing it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so this is my little trick for tricking Google into not giving me... Obviously, it doesn't work, but... Um, if I don't use Google Chrome, then I keep hoping that Google will track my information a little lesser. And also in general, if somebody gets hold of my laptop, then nobody will ever think that I use Internet Explorer. And so they will actually never know my very embarrassing search history. Fair power to you. Alternatively, Ecosia. Uh, it's a search engine where every search means they'll plant a tree or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I've, I'm just used to using Internet Explorer for some reason. And Bing is the thing that works over here with Internet Explorer. Mm. Why do I know this after such a long time? After how many years, Ashwini? Uh, no what? This. I didn't know this till today. You've been hiding stuff from me. (laughs) No, it's just in this new laptop that I got. Generally, I use Chrome. I'm not a weirdo, I promise you. I mean, I am. You know that. Yeah, but being... I'm not a psychopath either. (laughs) Okay. Hey, weird is good. Like, some people, um, you know, like, going back to fetish like sometimes crazy is good yeah yeah as long as it's not harmful it's fine yeah of course but like fire ants are harmful Hmm. well i mean it was harmful but it was also pleasurable uh, to him obviously like if it's not pleasurable to you know sane people then don't do it Sanchi, I would highly, highly recommend that you don't try it. I wasn't thinking about it. I'm quite sure you weren't, yeah. <laughs> it's just weirdly fascinating. Mm, like, yeah, like, and also like, sort of crazy sides of fetish aside, like, there's also a sort of philosophical element to um discussions of fetish as well like for example some people have a thing for people in uniforms because it's a sort of manifestation of 
certain desires that they want from from society like if they have a thing for a sexy nurse or a sexy firefighter or a sexy um policeman then it's because they kind of want to be able to have trust in an in an authority figure so much that they can just ravage them into next week that's an interesting way of putting it i i I guess one of the most uh, weird fetishes I know of are fetishes for psychopathic killers. Uh, for example, a lot of women actually wrote love letters to Ted Bundy, who is known yeah. to have raped and killed around 60 women, if I'm not wrong. Um, and uh, yeah, this, a lot of them said that they were attracted to the fact that he was this strong so of course if he fell in love with them then he would protect them and not do anything to them but he would, yeah i know but he would keep the female and her kids safe mm. yeah like i mean well that is sick i mean that's that's essentially a sort of bdsm taken to its logical extreme essentially because uh, i mean obviously bdsm isn't about like uh you know, being in dangerous relationships, that's not what it's really about. However, the idea of being completely dominated by someone, while also the dominator being having a soft spot for you and having a caring role is a very easy psychological thing to understand. Yeah. Like you hurt other people. No, you hurt me, but you don't hurt other people. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's complicated. Well, yeah, like like it makes you feel special because they treat you differently than everyone else. Who's eating? Someone's eating something. That is me, unfortunately, because, um, you know... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll try to stop eating now. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you eating? That's what I'm interested in. <laughs> oh, um, well, it's um, two burgers in uh, melted cheese and some uh, roast potatoes and some homemade, um, some homemade kale uh, with a bunch of different seasonings and stuff that I put together. That sounds interesting. Mm, yeah, like roasted kale. Highly recommend. Very underrated. Does okay. this make you hungry or horny? Do you really I, want to know? I mean, now, <laughs> I mean, now that you put that idea in my mind, a little bit of both, actually. <laughs> mm. Although, not really hungry, because if I'm eating, then I'm not really hungry. I'm just enjoying the act of devouring Right. I'm sure the editor is going to have a lot of fun editing this episode. <laughs> Who is going to be the editor of this episode? I don't know. It's either me or Polomy. Hi, friends. This is Polomy, the editor. And yes, I think that's where we'll stop today's episode of Sex Ed series, where we we spoke about pleasure, fetishes, as well as masturbation. Stay tuned for the next episode. Ta-da!